0: welcome everyone back to bullish project episode 20 i believe it is i never know the numbers and someday i'll get that down but we are back for another episode which is crazy we're 20 episodes in and today we have a guest on the podcast which is my homeboy dave he's been on the podcast before he runs his own podcast at just last week on spotify so you should definitely check that out dave what's happening man Hey, what's up, man?
1: feels like forever since we last talked.
0: I know. We're getting some work in today. We just recorded an episode (laughs) for his podcast, and now we're doing one for mine. Um, Different topics, totally different episodes, different podcasts as well, so you should check both out. But his will be released before this one, so if you haven't listened to his yet, then you should do that first before you do this one. Or listen to this one first, it doesn't really matter. But uh, you should definitely check them both out and follow both of them if you haven't already. But yeah, it has been a long time since we talked. In fact, it might might have been like 20 minutes. <laughs> I was
1: hoping you'd get that. I was like, maybe he's going to think I'm doing the thing I said on mine where it was like, it's been two months. But yeah, I'm glad you got the joke. I was like, shit, that might not play as well as I thought it might Yeah, mean.
0: No, I knew exactly I what you were the- talking about.
1: I do the same thing with the episodes. Like, there's sometimes I'll open up to to record, and I have to, like, sprint to to Spotify to be like, what was the last number? I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, I, I just I struggle with it in general. I have no idea. I do episodes in advance sometimes, and then I right. do episodes the same day, so it, it's just weird. I'm pretty sure this is 20. If not, I'll figure it out eventually. But yeah, <laughs> today, got a few different topics in the mix, Um, hoping that... We can get—I uh, don't know—I guess about an hour out of this. You know, our conversations flow. Last time we did one, it, it was—it was pretty dope. So I'm pretty excited. But today, I actually want to talk about a few different things, through the struggles I've had lately. So a few days ago, I actually had my first panic panic attack. I guess it was, or my my first anxiety attack, something like that. Um, I can't confirm or deny. I have no idea if it even was that. But from what I've read, it seems like that. And it was really weird going through that because it's never happened to me before. So, on top of that, I was freaking myself out more. And then it became hard to breathe because I was, I guess, hyperventilating is the word. I don't know. But it's been crazy. And for, I don't know, it's like the morning after I was still feeling a little bit of the anxiety from that. And. It's been tough to get back to, like, quote, normal, per se. Like, once something like that happens, it's, I guess, traumatizing in a way. So, um, I don't know. I was just... It it was just so weird. Uh, I don't even know what triggered it. I felt fine. And then just all of a sudden, I felt like I couldn't breathe. It it was insane. But it it was the first time it ever happened to me. So, I was a little confused. And, And overcoming that for me is... A little bit easier i would say i've had a little bit um more advantages lately with the way my mindset is but when you're in that realm it's tough to break out of it it, it was just scary you know what i mean
1: oh for sure dude i've had uh plenty over the past like year and um if you don't mind me asking, like what like what happened were you just chilling at home or were you out in public or
0: i was actually at home yeah i was chilling at home I had uh recently played Fall of Guys um which was fun I was playing with some friends and then I got off and then I was like I don't know 20, 20 30 minutes later I was laying down and then it was like yeah I can't breathe this is, <laughs> was weird um I don't know uh I know there's a lot of things that I do lately which causes me to stay busy so I don't know if that's like some subconscious stress or whatever and my like body or mind couldn't handle it anymore and it just kind of like broke down but yeah it was it was the weirdest thing that i've experienced so far mentally
1: now did you have like uh like when i like when i had my first panic attack that i still it's definitely traumatizing you're one thousand percent correct uh to this day uh like definitely i know how to manage it better now but even now even knowing how to manage it and deal with it i'm still i still get anxiety about getting a panic attack like there's sometimes I'll feel like I have to remind myself like nothing's like I'm just traumatized thinking that it's going to happen again and they say that that uh that's like a big symptom after you have a panic attack is like that constant um mindset of like is this going to happen again um did you have like a really rapid heartbeat um
0: I mean so I can feel my heartbeat because I guess my mind concentrates on it more if I'm like working out or whatever I can feel it kind of beat on my chest a little bit more but in that scenario i'm i'm not even sure i i just remember literally trying to breathe and then not being able to get enough air to be able to breathe it was that was the main thing like
1: trying yes. to breathe and then
0: i had to like pace around for a little bit to like
1: oh, yeah <laughs> I've been i don't in. know what
0: it like i guess get my mind off of it or uh i, I don't know like
1: yeah, when I get panic attacks, I rub my, like, my thighs. Like, I just sit, it almost looks like I'm on crack. Like, I'll just sit there and rub my legs back and forth. It looks like I'm, like, tweaking. But for me, it's just me, like, uh, like uh, there's a few, like, tips and tricks that I've learned over the, the time. There's, like, a there's a thing where you should tense up and relax three different parts of your body. So whether that's, like, uh, tensing up your hands and your toes and your shoulders and then slowly release it, just to remind yourself that, like, your body's still there. And then another thing... Uh, with the breathing. When you lay down, put like your hands on your stomach and then try to focus on your hands moving up and down as you breathe like slowly. So, not like, cause uh, even though it feels like it's hard to breathe, when you like see your hands moving up and down, it like tricks your body into remembering like we are getting air, we are breathing. I can see my lungs are working in real time. Um, when I had my first panic attack, dude, my heart rate was jacked. It was like, it was like 160 or something. And I was like freaking out. Like, I still remember, uh, I had to like call my mom as like a twenty-four year old adult to like come up to my job because I was like, I was literally minutes away from calling an ambulance because I thought I was gonna die. Like my panic attack was probably like, uh, my panic attack was like, uh, it was like a it was like a boss level to start. I was super under geared. I did not have enough XP. My skill tree was not developed, and I just got thrown into you know. I don't even know her name. I was going to make an Elden Ring joke referencing the name of the boss. But, yeah, dude, um, panic attacks suck. And um, after this, I can send you uh, some breathing methods that really help. Uh, it's like breathing exercises. And when you do these, bro, when you get done, it's like a euphoric feeling. Like you feel like your whole body just feels like rejuvenated. And I did these for like a month. And I actually got these sent to me by my friend who had like he had panic attacks so bad that he would like pass out, like just black out. Um, And he told me after doing these breathing methods, yeah, he told me after doing these breathing methods for a while that um, he ended up being able to cope with it better and whatnot. So I definitely feel it, bro. They can definitely be scary. And uh, you're right, dude. Sometimes you might you might not even know what triggers it or what causes it. That's uh, that's the thing that kind of keeps you up at night. It makes you think about them. It's like, is this going to happen again? The one thing I can say is that if you think you're going to have a panic attack, you probably won't. It's weird. It's like a reverse psychology. Um, but yeah, man, panic attacks suck. They are terrible. Um, hopefully yours was only like 30 minutes. Mine was like two hours. Like it was, I ended up having to like sit in my room with the lights off and just like pure silence to like, I don't know, the opposite of sensory overload. Like I needed nothing. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to hear anything. I just kind of sat there. So I feel you, bro. It, it really does suck. Um... To get a yeah, my
0: mine didn't last that long, luckily, but it was definitely long enough for me to know that something was happening. So and it's weird because like you said, I don't I really know what triggered it, so that's why I was a little more concerned. Um and my my coworker was like, Yeah, it's a sign of stress for sure, and I'm like, I don't even know how, like, you know, mentally I'm just like, I don't have much stress at all. So or at least I don't think I do Um, So maybe there's some sort of subconscious thing going on, but I haven't had one since and I've been fine ever since so maybe it was a one-off deal But who knows? I mean we'll find out I I do like this podcast for example um, a lot of the things I talk about are things that I do day to day already in terms of my routine or my habits Um, and some of them I still struggle with so some of them are like halfway <clears throat> excuse me halfway there um and some of them are already there and i feel like talking about the full scope of it is nice because it, it it opens me up to be more genuine so that's why i like doing the podcast but it, it yeah it is scary for sure because like like i said I, it, I think the scarier part is just not even knowing why it happened and you know i'm fine now so um you know, i'm not too worried about it anymore but yeah that's definitely pretty scary
1: yeah it could definitely be uh, subconscious. Uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, what is this? Maybe a revealing story here, but, uh, f- when I, uh, uh, like after COVID, um, one of my, uh, best friends, uh, who unfortunately is not a friend of mine anymore, kind of sad, but, uh, uh, one of my best friends had moved and he was like the person I hung out with like every day. So after like COVID, I like didn't really, like I was working a job I hated. I didn't go out in like anymore. I just sat at home. This was before, like, I really got into comics again. Um, so I was really like doing nothing, just like coming home and drinking every day. And, um, it got to be like a problem. I had like, uh, not like a serious problem. Just like I had people telling me like, yo, you should probably, it's not like I was drinking like, li- uh, like bottles of liquor every night, but probably too many beers, too many times of the week. One of those situations. And also just not doing anything else either. Like that's what I would do every day. I would come home, play games and drink beer. Not a great way to live your life. So, um, I started uh, doing mushrooms Um, and I had like a few mushroom trips and when I came out of those, bro, uh, that's when I started having panic attacks. And what I did in my case was, uh, from what I learned was probably that like on some of these trips I had, I would think about like really not like bad thoughts, but like I would think about like damage I'd done to my body over time. Cause like I used to smoke and, um, vape and all kinds of stuff, bro. Stuff that's not good for you growing up. And, uh, I don't have like a very good diet and one of these things uh, I did on my mushroom trip where I was just, like, reading a bunch of, like, Reddit posts and, like, uh, WebMD articles. So for, like, six hours while I'm, like, on these mushrooms, I'm just reading a bunch of bad uh, information. Maybe not bad information, but not not something you want to do on one of these journeys. And when I came out of it, a lot of the things I read was, like, um, when I did that, it, like, opened my brain to to things I, like, never thought about before. And the same thing with me, the first time I had a panic attack, I was driving my car and, um, I had to like pull over for some reason. I just got like this sense of impending doom and I started like breathing real fast and I had to pull over and I got over it and I thought it was like a one-off thing. And then I had my other one that was like really bad. But, um, yeah, from what I've read, like sometimes you can, uh, it could just be in passing. Like you could have heard something from somebody else and uh that could have like opened a part of your brain up to like think about things that it's never thought about and uh just kind of sit below the surface um so you never know bro um if it does like uh, happen again i'll send you this video when we're done uh for like a breathing method it should like clear it up and then if you practice that breathing method like at least you know two three times a week you should be able to just breathe your way out of a panic attack like i still get them sometimes like, i can feel my adrenaline go up and start freaking out I can kind of overcome it within like ten minutes, so it is manageable. But I feel you, bro. It sucks. I, I I've almost thought myself that I have like some sort of anxiety disorder. Um, ever since like I had mine, because ever since then, like I remember when I was at work, I've always been fine with like people yelling at me and I deal with like crackheads and shit. And um, this one time, some dude just got mad over me about like a dollar and change. And I had to like walk away because I couldn't handle it. Like I was about to pass out. So, uh, it can definitely like snowball, but. Yeah, I think you should be fine. You work out, you uh, you go to the gym and stuff, and that's like a big part of it is like having different outlets to relieve stress. So hopefully it's a one-off thing for you.
0: Yeah, I was saying the same thing. And, and the the activity um, levels play into it as well. And, and going into the second topic I want to talk about is like the science behind positivity. And these kind of both go hand in hand because when I was researching it, the activity levels will reduce your anxiety especially if you're in good physical shape and i'm in very moderate physical shape so um i got like this light at the end of the tunnel mindset where if i keep working at it and i keep working out and like my biggest thing right now is eating healthier and and i do very well with that for the most part um so so that's kind of been my thing is like researching the science behind it and knowing that physical activity helps the most um in terms of being happier or more positive or less anxious i've been just trying to like move around and and stay more active because for a while especially up until this point i've been pretty sedentary my job 40 hours a week is not active at all and when I, when I get off of work, I'm mentally exhausted, which makes me want to sit down and not do anything. So I've been trying to overcome that. And, and really it's just like the research shows that like most people who are living a more active life are, you know, mentally healthier. So that's what I've been trying to stick to because I've researched it and it seems to point in that direction. And it's, it's really repetition as well. Like if you're doing physical activity you know that does help but with mental struggles as well like what you were just talking about with the the breathing techniques and stuff it, it really is all about the repetition of doing it mentally and physically to be able to train your mind and your body to be fit in some sort of way but that goes for mental as well not just physical
1: yeah for sure and there's like a uh, science behind like the breathing thing that like uh I forget what it's called, but it's like something in your body. Like, it's like, a, it's like hitting the reset button on, like, a tablet. Like, it, it, it puts all the software back where it needs to be, even though you might not think it. Um, and even, like you said, too, with the eating healthy, I remember I was listening to Joe Rogan, uh, like, a long time ago. Because I eat terrible. I have the palate and the diet of, like, a five-year-old, dude. I eat, like, no vegetables. I'm trying to work on that. Um, but uh, I eat terrible. And for a long time, I was depressed. And, uh, then I found out that like the, the food you eat and like the bacteria, like in your gut and your digestive tract can affect like, uh, your mental health, your mood, like what you crave and, and things like that. So especially like, um, I remember I was listening to a podcast, it's called PKA, uh, but one of the guys on there was talking about like a, a lot of our people, our age are depressed. And, um, I think I said this before on one of our episodes, but it's like a lot of people eat like shit. They don't do anything. They don't sleep they either smoke uh you know weed or drink too much and then they're like man I feel terrible every day and I don't know why it's like well there's a lot of reasons why like you don't you don't yeah. relationships with people you don't work out you don't do anything you don't eat right so you know why would you feel great so it definitely is something I'm also working on that myself I'm uh <laughs> I said this on um, my show, um, like, uh, this week's episode technically, but, uh, I'm like the heaviest I've ever been. And I've been having to buy like bigger clothes. And I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm just going to lose weight instead of like, keep buying bigger clothes. Uh, so yeah, I feel that I'm counting calories, uh, starting exercising and, uh, trying to eat healthier myself. So I feel it, bro. And I I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's definitely like a hurdle. Like you don't see instant uh, results or instant improvement, So that like shies a lot of people off. So Um, it definitely takes a while to get like all that stuff back in order and get it working correctly
0: yeah and i've actually talked about this on last week um, last week's episode with my friend ethan and the week prior to that a little bit as well and in sort of different ways about you know just training your mind and training your body to do certain things and the repetitions behind it i'm coming from a lifestyle of waking up and eating sugary foods and super fried fatty foods and then on top of that not having any or little exercise at all um so it's like you know how do you go from that to you know eating watermelon broccoli smoothies and then you're in salads and then you work out three four times a week you know so it, it's definitely a work in progress especially if you're older um or the i guess as you get older it becomes harder because habit forming tends to start when you're younger and those habits carry through and you can always get new habits and subtract bad ones like we, what I talked about um and on the episode prior to uh the one prior to this one so two episodes ago Um, it, it does take a lot of work because you have to actually mentally work on it some habits can form without you even knowing it and and subconscious habits like traditions or you know every sunday we always go to this place and then you like it so much that you you go more often like if it's a restaurant and you eat unhealthy you might want to do that more often if you like it enough so you might form habits in in like a subconscious way that way as well so it's tough because like being aware of it is like the first thing for me and you know trying to remain calm and know that like i'm not even old enough yet to really see the peak of my life or or see like peak health problems yet so i, I definitely have time to turn it around and and what i do the best right now is eating healthier than i ever been so i've been clinging into that but yeah it's definitely tough because when you add all of those different things into the mix it, it starts to it becomes a really big balancing act and going off of what you said you know you could be depressed like clinically or or like um yeah, diagnosed sure. yeah. like diagnosed with it and and that's hard enough, but if you're depressed, whether you've been diagnosed or not, and you're also doing the things that you were just talking about where you're smoking you're drinking, you're eating unhealthy, you're not getting any exercise, you're not drinking enough water you're you're really not giving yourself a chance either you know it's like You could be depressed, but it's gonna be less likely for you to be depressed if you're drinking enough water and you're actually working out and doing the things you gotta do. And part of that is not wanting to move or not wanting to eat healthy because you wanna have comfort foods and stuff. So it is a big balancing act and a big hurdle to jump over sometimes. Because if you get into that vicious cycle of depression and on top of that, you have an exponential increase in doing things that cause more depression, it's tough to get out of, for sure.
1: Yeah, man, it's just, it's like you said, it's a spiral for sure. Um, but yeah, man, that's something I struggle with too. Is I have like a lot of old habits uh, that, like, like you said, I think started off young that are like super hard for me to um, to break, and um, I definitely struggle with that for sure.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, it gets harder to create new ones and break away from the old ones as you get older. So being in that, um, I guess, routine is tough, especially when you don't want to be or when you know you shouldn't be. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me because like even gym is hard for me. I talk about it a lot and I go sometimes, but it's definitely not consistent. And I know that about myself. So when I talk about that kind of motivation on my podcast, I know that it's not something I'm super good at yet. So I can't Fully talk about it per se as an expert but I do know what it takes to be motivated in terms of doing the small things and I broke away from the old habits that I had where I was drinking pop every day and it was like up to a 12 pack a day on like gaming binging sessions and then you get like the all the super unhealthy foods on top of it like when I was younger we'd have um cheaper foods around the house so it would be microwavable pizzas it would be ramen noodles it would be uh like frozen chicken patties um and you know that's all that was around just because it's cheaper you know so it's easier to grab that stuff when you don't have to worry about spending more for it so yeah breaking out of those stuff is tough i don't drink pop anymore luckily um i barely do any carbonated beverages at all so i don't have that problem i've broken away from that which is nice um but knowing that i still have a long way to go is nice too because when you're in the middle you can kind of look back and see how far you came but then when you turn around and look forward you can see where you're headed and and you know know you still got work to do but know where you came from so it's a nice balance
1: yeah for sure man uh the The best thing I've heard about, like, uh, uh, going to the gym and, like, making that, like, a habit, uh, somebody who, like, I know personally lost, like, a bunch of weight had told me, uh, if you, like, I assume you have a good work ethic, like, you go into work, you don't really call out a lot, blah, 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 but, um, like, I've always been that way, like, if I'm hired somewhere, like, not only because you have to have money to survive, but when I, like, take on a job or I take on a responsibility, like, I show up on time, I'm not late, I usually don't call out, even if I Like unless I'm like really sick or I have like you know health issues, I really don't call out a lot. I don't leave early. I'm a big like you know come in, stay, finish, then you go home. Um, And if you have that work ethic at work or even like on your podcast or even even if you, I don't know if you paint, if you build model cars, whatever you do. You should do that to the best of your ability as much as you can and show up every day. And that's what I've heard at the gym is, like, you got to show up to the gym like you're showing up to work, but you're showing up to, like, work for yourself. Like, the payoff is, you know, feeling better, looking better, getting stronger, whatever it is, whatever the self-improvement you're trying to chase, you got to, like, go to the gym and you got to show up, you know, five days a week, whatever the case is, and you got to do your job. But this time it's for yourself, so it's different, like... uh, But that's the best way I've heard, and that's, like, how I kind of look at working out and going to the gym is, like, uh, kind of whatever work ethic you have, if you have, like, a really good one, just, like, kind of apply that to yourself instead of thinking of it as, like, because I'm the same way, bro. I'm, like, fuck, I got to go work out. I got to hit the bike. I got to go take a walk. I got to do some push-ups or something. But instead, it's, like, all right, I'm going to do this, and when I'm finished, then I can relax. I can recover or whatever. Um, And then also, I feel you, bro. I've never really been, like, a big soda drinker. One thing I've kicked in the past year was, like, energy drinks, bro. And um, even, like, bangs and stuff that have, like, no calories or whatever, they're still probably not good for you. There's, like, 300 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of chemicals and whatnot. Even if they say they help you out, they're lying. Um, So I used to drink, like, dude, I probably drink two of those a day back when I was working at this pawn shop. Like, I drink one in the morning and then one after lunch. So it's, like, 600 milligrams of caffeine a day. And now the only thing I really ever drink that's either carbonated or caffeine is my Coke with coffee because that's my jam. That's like my favorite drink in the world. Uh, but other than that, I've always been like a big water, coffee, tea, you know, whatever. But yeah, I feel you, bro. I, I bought a Snapple the other day because I had this coupon from work and it was free. Dude, a Snapple is like 50 grams of sugar. And I was like, yeah, man.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: I was like, this says, like, made with real juice. I'm like, it's a real lie. Like, hell no, bro. I threw that thing away. I took, like, four or five drinks, and I looked at the label because I'm trying to be healthy. And I was like, dude, this is, like, that's, like, two times as much as, like, a daily recommended. I think you're, like, as a full-grown man or whatever, it's, like, 36 grams of sugar is recommended. I was like, this is, like, double that. I'm like, what the fuck? I I thought Snapple was kind of healthy. I was like, they're lying to us, bro. So I feel you, man. It's tough to break out of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's like you said, slowly but surely. And um, I like what you said about like being in the middle. I've always said that, even about like uh, I think I remember saying that about like making the podcast when I first started is like, uh, being out in the middle of an episode and not knowing what you're doing. But um, like I started making Gundams recently. I don't know if you know what Gundams are, but they're like they're Chi- not Chinese. They're Japanese robots, and they're like plastic model kits. You put them together. Like kind of like transformers, but they don't go into a car. Yeah. Tra- yeah
0: I've heard of them now that you talk yeah. about it.
1: So I've been building those. And um, every time I make one, even though it only takes like an hour or two and you just like snap all these pieces together. I'm like, dude, I followed all these instructions. I put all the stickers in the right places. I did all like, this is dope. And it's like, uh, I think a lot of people don't have that these days. It's like pride in your work. Like even if you work like me, I work in a gas station, right? When I mop the floor, not like mopping the floor because I want to, but like when I get done, I'm like, man, this floor was dirty and I cleaned it. And when somebody comes in and they see that it was dirty last night and it's not dirty now, I'll be like, yeah, I did that. Like, you don't have to like want to be, a, you know, a fucking <laughs> a janitor or something. But if you do a task, you should do it to the best of your ability. So when you look back, you would be like, I'm proud of that. And I did it. I feel like a lot yep. of people get caught up in the like, oh, I have to mop the floor. It's like, who cares? Just mop the floor. And then you would be like, boom. Like, I, I can't say making your bed because I, I never make my bed. I think making your bed is stupid. You're just going to mess it up the next night. I get it's a discipline thing. That's the one thing I don't do. But it's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, you should make your bed because you're like, oh, I made my bed. I started my day off doing something. I disagree. I don't make my bed. But I get the, I get the meaning behind it. But for sure. Um, I did think um, when you brought up the, the science behind, like, being positive, something I want to talk about is I'm a big MMA guy. Um, the thing I always point to when people say like positive thinking is bullshit or, you know, like, uh, what's that book called? The secret, you know, all these things about like, um, you know, uh, what's that called? Uh, like, pro- uh, projection. Shit. I can't remember what it's called now. There's a term for it other than like, uh, positive thoughts. I can't remember it now. Cause I'm, cause I wanted to talk about it, but basically Conor McGregor is the, Love him or hate him, whatever he's become. When I started watching uh, Conor McGregor on, like, undercards, and I would hear this Irish dude with this charisma talking about how he was going to do this, he was going to do that, he's going to be bigger than anybody. And then I watched it unfold. It was like, it was everything for me because I'm like, wow. Because I always thought that growing up too. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, if, you, if you're positive, positive things will happen. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of, sounds like a lot of mystical, you know, gibberish. But um, then I watched Conor McGregor kind of do this in real life. Like uh, he said he was gonna said he was gonna knock out uh Aldo in the first round. He used to they used to call him Mystic Mac because before his fights he would tell you what round and how he was gonna do it. And like almost every time he did it, it was exactly as he predicted. I think there was like one time it didn't happen in, in the early stages. But then he like knocked out Aldo, got the belt in like 13 seconds. And then he kept saying he was going to be the first like two-weight champion because he did that in a different organization before the UFC. And then I watched him do it in in the UFC. And then he said he was going to fight Floyd Mayweather, made $100 million. So every time I think about that, um, it's just crazy to see uh, really old clips of Conor McGregor being like 19 with a shaved head and a bunch of acne. like doesn't even look like how he looks now. And he's talking about all these things he was going to do in the UFC. And when you look at it, literally everything he said happened. So, I definitely believe like um man, I wish I could think of the term I'm trying to say, but I can't remember it. But yeah, that that is definitely true. And um I think that's real important like not only setting like uh, you know you know not every goal you have to have is like I'm going to be a UFC champion, but just setting goals that you can reach and then kind of speaking it into reality, you know, like making it happen by uh, kind of putting yourself in that mindset day after day and then eventually it, it'll become reality
0: yeah and, and you have to buy into it too that's that's uh super important because you could be watching positive stuff and 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 doing that like i don't know however many times a day but then if you're not buying into it you're gonna think that's stupid like this is ridiculous you know that this world sucks i can't believe somebody's just gonna fake it like it like you know this world sucks why are they doing this and and that's true to an extent because you know if you are in that position where you want to be positive but if you're looking at things that you're not buying into it's not going to happen you're, you're going to continue to be negative or whatever but if you actually buy into that positive mindset then it changes everything and part of it is the repetition of being surrounded by somebody who can actually give you their input on every single situation. Because once you get their input, you can kind of think about things the way they do and apply that to your life by starting to think about things in every single situation. And it takes time because you're not going to be a pro at it at first if, if you struggle with it. And not only that, you're, you have to expose yourself to different situations to, be able to apply it anyway. So the Conor McGregor thing is pretty cool to see because just watching him say it's going to happen and actually do it is, and it's impressive for sure. And in that situation with him saying that he's going to do it and speaking it into existence, like that has to happen first because he bought into it. Like you can tell based on the way he was talking, he had the confidence and he had the charisma to be able to say he was going to do it and then also actually back it up with his skills so it's it's a mixture because you have to be practical about it you can't just say oh yeah i'm gonna go to the gym today you know and then and make it all sarcastic and stuff you have to be practical um and and you also have to be realistic in terms of what works for you and not everyone else so it's a tough balance
1: yeah for sure man but um Damn, you just said something, and now I for, I keep having problems. I need to finish this cup of coffee. you just said something right before you, you said Conor McGregor, and I can't remember what you said, but it was like exactly what I was thinking. Was that uh, practical? No, it was or? like right as you soon as soon as you started talking. Okay, fair enough. Like but um, yeah, man, it it's definitely like you said, you can't just uh, you can't like uh, I forget who said it, but having the like having the idea is not enough. Like you can have a bunch of great ideas, but if you never do anything about it, they're they're literally worthless. you could you could literally have the greatest idea that's ever been thought of. But if you don't ever put it into action or you don't actually try to see if it works, then it, then it's just nothing. It's worthless. So you're definitely right about that. I think there's a lot of people that like, um, either watch like a lot of like uh, self improvement or motivational content, and they get like real hyped up in their head, and then they never do anything. And it's like, uh, I used to do that about like music or a, like even before I started my podcast, I would have that thought all the time, and I never did anything. And it's like, well, this is worthless. Like, I get all jazzed up and then I don't do anything. So you just end up like, uh, you become stagnant, like you just keep sitting in that headspace of like, uh, like I. Some of it might be afraid to fail. Some people might be afraid to actually, like, I'm probably, uh, guilty of this myself. Like, uh, when it comes to, like, traumas I have or, like, bad personality traits or whatever, uh, the way I handle, like, stress or bad situations, uh, I I always tell people I have, like, a lot of baggage. I have a problem, like, letting things go, and, um, there's a artist, NF, uh, he's a rapper, uh he talked about it in one song where he was like because like uh, a lot of his music is like very angry or sad and uh in one of the songs he like addresses it from like a a, like maybe not a fan's perspective but he looks at it like um if i let go uh, like if i've been angry and sad and had all this baggage my whole life and then i let that go like am i the same person it feels like you lose who you are even though you might be a better version i feel like people get stuck in that um um it's kind of like a revolving door. Like you, you go in and then you can walk around and you're about to leave, but then you're like, oh, I'll go around one more time. I'm not, I'm not ready to give this part of me up yet. Uh, so that's definitely a thing I think you were right about It's like, you have to actually not just listen to it, not just even buy into it, but you have to practice it. Like you don't get where you're going without the, the, the groundwork. Like you can't be at the the top of the building if you didn't build the bottom.
0: Yeah. For sure and that that's part of it too because being able to get there starts with the small things you know you have to like somebody can l- lay you the foundation and if you literally never do anything with it it stays the foundation and that's it
1: Yep, so, just a, a floor
0: yeah just a floor <laughs> and and I recently had like a lot of these analogies and a lot of these uh, motivational speakers that I watch have been clicking with me a lot more because I'm starting to understand it and what's cool about it is the things that you may have listened to before now like when you listen to them again or you hear somebody say it a different way with a different analogy or whatever and it and it clicks it's so euphoric it's like your mind is like open to a whole new realm of possibilities within your life or within whatever you're trying to do and it's insane because when it when it clicked for me was last year maybe a couple years ago um About a year year and a half and and what's crazy is like when it clicks you still have work to do but when it clicks it's it's easier to stay with that mindset or with that particular task because you know that it like it just causes like a paradigm shift basically like the way you looked at things before is totally different now because somebody said one little thing that ends up in your brain and then your brain processes it a different way than it used to even though that person may have said it seven times before you know it's almost like going back to the like the not necessarily the science but like the idea that you know people will say if they're struggling with depression or or even addiction this will be a good analogy really like people with addiction you can only help them so much and if if and when they're ready to break out of that they can do that but it's only when they're ready to do it is when they can do it. Cause you can only help that person so much, you know?
1: Not for sure. I actually had something written down along these lines. I do agree with that. You can't, uh, what is it? You, you can't help somebody who's not willing to help themselves. Like you can yeah. try, you can try, you could try, but if they don't want to do it, it's like, you're just punching a brick wall here. You're only going to break your hand. Um, but, uh, it's funny you said that. I literally said that in my episode on Friday, uh, morning, uh, I was watching, uh, XQC and Greek God debate over like, uh, getting in shape and and whatnot and uh greek god x used to be like really overweight like um like super overweight and now he's like getting in shape but now he's like one of these people that's like oh you're not healthy you're not healthy you do this you do that even though like for 20 maybe i don't know how old he is like 25 years of his life he was super overweight didn't eat right that doesn't matter but now that he's on like this kick he's like going to xqc being like you're too skinny you're you stream too much you don't you don't do this you don't do that and, um, the XQC was arguing that, like, Greek God had done, like, all this damage to his body, and that, um, even if, uh, XQC wasn't, like, really healthy, he still hasn't done as much damage, and, like, uh, no matter what this other guy did to get better, he would never be, like, 100% overall if he never, like, got really fat and, like, ate hell or ate poorly and blah, 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 and... Uh, I was watching another guy react to this debate. Sorry, this is getting a little weird. But basically, when he paused the video, he was saying how that's like a bad argument. And this is something I've done my entire life. I've always compared myself to like what I could have been if I didn't do this or if I went down this path or if I didn't have this toxic trait or if I didn't have this baggage. And uh, what the quote was was basically, you can't compare yourself to what you could have potentially been 100% overall if everything was perfect because then you end up in this mindset of like, it' not even that it's never good enough. Like you'll just always be unsatisfied that you aren't a hundred percent overall. But then the way he broke it down that finally clicked in my brain was like, let's say like, um, let's say something happened. Like, while your mom was pregnant or like, uh, you just have bad genetics. You're already not a hundred percent even before you're born. Like you could have deficiencies or, you know, um, like how people have like, um, you know, uh, what's the right word for this? um. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say it handicaps like they might, uh, you know, uh, not like have an arm or, you know, people are bored with weird like deformities and whatnot. So that finally clicked for me uh, because he basically said, if you continue to do that, you'll never do anything. And it's like you said, you could hear a bunch of stuff that you listened to in the past. And then a year later, it just completely hits different and you finally understand it. And um, that's what I was saying is that somebody could give you a piece of advice a hundred times or or what did I say, a hundred different people could give you the same piece of advice in slightly different ways. And maybe one out of those hundred people would say it the right way to where it connects in your brain. So I definitely had a moment like that, like a week ago where I was like, damn, I've probably heard this a bunch of different ways, but the way it was explained in this video, like really connected with my brain. And like I said, it even helped like uh, ease some of my anxiety I've been having. Uh, after I heard that, it like just made some stuff click in my brain where I'm like, damn, that that truly is what I do and it makes sense like why it's because like I guess it's an admirable thought to be like I could be better but you almost chase your tail with that because it's like well why not just try to be better rather than like you know hypothesize about what you could have been better at
0: yeah no that makes sense for sure and that kind of goes into my next point because I wanted to talk about this and elaborate on it a little bit as well but with with everything we talked about during this episode it kind of has a similar theme but when you think about it as a whole you never really know somebody's full story unless you're yourself (laughs) you know you like you could be close to somebody but you may not know like they they could be hiding at least one part of themselves from you um and and you're not with anybody 24 7 unless it's you you know because you're in your own body 24 7. so uh, part of like the next topic I want to talk about is you, since you never really know the full story, you need to give that person the benefit of the doubt in most situations. Some of them are not excusable, Um but for most situations, like I was just talking about this with a friend and, and not to get controversial or anything, but I think it was Logan Paul who posted like that video from the suicide forest or whatever in Japan, I think it was something like that
1: classic bro come back and, history.
0: yeah and and my response to it was i was like because i believe he took down the video if i'm not mistaken and i believe yeah it was he, up for
1: like two hours i think yeah
0: and i believe he did like a public public apology or something um nonetheless like i didn't see the video and i didn't see any of the copies of the video that were was, circulating after that but i did hear the story
1: taste. yeah it was poor yeah t- poor takes t- like, would be a were good. like making jokes and like I think in one point you can, like, I don't think you can see a body, but you can see, like, a figure. Like, it was bad. Like, it was in frame. It was just, it was bad. Like, yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember. Be- the- definitely a was- poor taste from what I read and, <laughs> and researched. And my reaction to it was, you know, because obviously he was un- uneducated at the time, and he was trying to do something for likes and views, but he didn't see any harm in it until after he got the perspective of somebody else who the vast majority of people would agree that it was definitely in poor taste, but... My reaction to it was like yeah I mean I'm sure he didn't do it with ill intent and and since I don't know the full story I'm just not gonna worry about it I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and part of this like cancel culture that we have nowadays is nobody is really giving anybody the chance to explain themselves they just see something that they've done which is bad in their eyes and then they want to completely cut them out of their life and and never watch them never buy at that store again never hang out with this person again and I never really understood that because everybody makes mistakes and at the end of the day everybody's focused on their own self growth and their own issues their own problems why why are you even remotely worried about somebody else's problems enough to want to cancel them after a mistake which like I said some of them are not excusable it really just depends you know what it is but for the most part you got uh, political debates, like it's a word that somebody says, um, like that's derogatory, and maybe they don't know it's derogatory at the time. So then they come out and apologize for it, which they would have done already, by the way. This this is talking in the sense of like celebrity makes a mistake and says the wrong word.
1: Yeah, of course they're gonna look they, out for. Of course interest.
0: they're gonna, com- <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come out and say it. Any- so you really don't know if that's genuine or not. But in in the same sense of what I'm talking about, like since you don't know the full story anyway, give them the benefit of the doubt. That's like in recent years i've started to notice that where people just kind of jump the gun like oh yeah i'm never talking to this person again or whatever because of one thing they've done and everybody has made mistakes i don't care who you are so you know for for you to basically make it look like you're better than that person because they've made a mistake and you can point out that mistake right then and there and and not basically cover up your own mistakes because you're not bringing attention to it. That's what, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't, I don't really know or understand that whole idea at all.
1: Yes. I have a few things here with the Logan Paul thing. um I actually don't mind Logan Paul. And I think that might've been the best thing ever for him because his brother is insufferable. Who's maybe like, he's probably had oppor- like Jake Paul has probably had opportunities to do that. Something similar. Like, show some personal growth or maybe not be a giant douchebag 24-7, <laughs> but he doesn't. Um, But I, so I'm a big YouTube guy and I remember what, this is like some YouTube lore. I can really get some insight on when that video came up. I actually remember watching the, the actual video from Logan Paul, because I had like, I can't remember. I, I think I had somebody on Twitter that was like, you know, maybe not like upset, but they were like clowning on him. Like, I can't believe this dude thought this would be a good video. So I saw the actual video before people were like ripping it and like, you know, putting it back up. Um, I do think some like people were like, oh, he's making jokes while there's a dead body in front of him. I would say that like, one, he's a moron for making this video too. I think it's stupid to go into this forest with the idea of like, what were you going? To, you were going to look for a body. And then when you see a body, you're like, oh my God, it's a body. It's like, well, what did you expect? But I think some of the things in those videos were like, like you ever seen somebody who like in a really bad situation, like smiles, because that's just like what they're um. It's, like, what their coping mechanism is, like, yeah. or, like, people who laugh in bad situations or make jokes. Like, it's just, like, a thing, like, a defensive reaction. So some of that video was just probably a 18, 19-year-old kid at the time seeing a dead body and being, like, oh, shit, like, this was probably a bad idea. I don't know what to do. Let's call the authorities. I'm going to make some jokes. And then people, like, you know, ragged on him for his apology. It's, like, well, you know, he did apologize. Wh- whether you think it's genuine or whether you think it's, you know, bad, like, at least he made the effort to apologize. But I also remember him talking about this in retrospect saying that, um, you know, those guys started on Vine. I don't know how many people are our age or people who care enough to remember, but like they were chasing this, you know, internet fame and the virality for such a long time. And then when they went on YouTube, they would do vlogs. Like they were, cause like, you remember Casey Neistat when he was like posting yeah. vlogs every day and then everybody mm-hmm. was like, I should do that. He's getting 10 million views a video. Um, So they were doing that and he talked about how that mindset of trying to create a TV show, you know, quote unquote every day and trying to make it interesting and shit like how that affected him as a person. And like that is it's like you said, um, you don't know everything about everybody at the time. And I really hate that people be like, well, that's just an excuse. It's like. It's not really an excuse. He's trying to give you context to how his brain was working at the time. He's not excusing what he's did and saying it was okay. He's just saying that, like he was so misled and his head wasn't in the right spot to where that's why that video happened. And uh, I actually, like I've listened to some of his podcasts, like unironically all the way through, like, I don't really like uh, one of his co-hosts. I think that one of those guys is a fucking toolbag. But um, I-, I think he makes decent content. And I think that was probably the best thing for him. It made him grow up. And then he had like a redemption arc. He's somewhat agreeable uh, these days. Uh, the two other things I wanted to say was, you're right. Nobody is charitable these days. Um, I, I like to debate people. Um, I like to watch internet debates. The one thing I hate is when somebody goes into uh, an argument or a debate with bad faith to where they're already, they've already painted their opponent or, you know whatever you want to call them, rival. They've already painted this person they're going to debate as a bad person and given them all these bad ideas that maybe they don't even have. Um, And then also when, like, you talk about cancel culture, when you see people, like, make these videos in response to other people, they, they, they start off by saying, nothing in this video is correct. I don't agree with anything this guy said. That's, like, factually, that probably can't be true. Depending on what the video is, there might be parts of the video that you might be like, I agree with that or like that might be true. But when you start off by saying to like your fans or whoever you're trying to get this point across to that nothing this other person said is right or nothing about it at all is good. You're just being really uncharitable to that person as if, you know, everybody can't be the worst person ever because then everybody sucks. And that's the other thing I was going to say is like you said uh, about like um, whether it's a word or a situation or a belief a person has to where everything becomes like nuclear problems. It makes it seem like real problems don't matter. And um, that's something I've always said with like, um, it's a South Park quote, but in South Park, they talked about like jokes and how uh, when you start saying you can't joke about this and you can't joke about that, either, either everything's okay to make fun of or nothing is okay to make fun of. Because once you start walling off, you can't make fun of this, you can't make fun of that. Eventually, you will find a representative for everything that's ever existed to either say you can't joke about it or it offends me, which is like, I'm not saying people can't be offended, and I'm not saying there's not bad jokes out there. I've heard some people, like, say a joke in confidence that was either, like, racist or misogynist or just, like, really fucked up, and they think it's gonna land. They think that shit's gonna be funny, and I'm just like, bro, that that was weird. I don't know why you would say that in public, but it's like, do I think they're a bad person? no do i think they're a racist probably not but like it's just like you can have bad jokes you're allowed to like say something and it not be funny but it's like you said you can't just it's like a, everything's nuclear nowadays it's I, I say this about the nba every time i watch like sports center or something they always talk about how everybody's great everybody in the nba is great i'm like well if they're all great then they're all average like they can't yeah, all be exactly. great Yeah, like, and everything can't be the worst thing ever because then everything's nothing. None of these problems matter. But you see that a lot with, like, I saw that with the Me Too movement, like, you'd have, like, some of these girls, like, posting on Twitter about, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but, like, just, like, probably shitty situations with men that probably, like, shouldn't have happened or weren't great. And then you'd have, like, these women from India talking about, like, these gruesome experiences they've had of, like, real, you know, um... Me Too situations, I don't want to get too graphic because I know you're going to post this on YouTube, but, you know, they're going to have, like, uh, way worse situations, but you have all these people on Twitter thinking that It's like, no, like, he might have been a douche, or, like, you might have not liked his advances, but, like, you know, there are worse problems, I think that's a big American thing, is, like, we've made everything such a problem that it seems like real problems don't matter, or, like, people see a real problem, they almost don't believe it. Um... I know I've been talking for a minute. The last thing I wanted to say about this was context does matter. And there's three things I've learned people do when they hear something that they either don't understand or don't know everything. Um, They're either going to get mad, which is what we see a lot, which is the outrage. I'm going to tweet about this. I'm going to cancel you, blah, 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 blah. They're going to be indifferent. They're not going to give a shit. Or there's probably going to be people like me and you who I think are going to go read some articles. They're going to read different sources, both sides of the stories. They're going to try to understand what happened and then make their own opinion. Um, and I think we need more of the, the last one as opposed to the first one. But, uh, I think all this stuff's like a, like a swing. It's just, it's, it's going too far one way and then it's going to come back the other way. That's how this stuff always goes, but it definitely does suck. I think, uh, context is important. And I think, um, I think people need to be more charitable instead of just being, I don't know. Why not like really, uh, like I'm a big Batman fan. So like, why not do some detective work and really see if this person holds these beliefs or is really evil? Rather than just, like, going off, like, literally judging a book by its cover. People are like, oh, you said yeah. bad thing? You're a bad person forever. Yeah. You've never done anything good. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of
0: judgment going around these days, for sure. And, and especially going off to what you said, it, it's just crazy because obviously there are bad things to do and bad things to say and and most people would know the difference but the people who do that nowadays in 2022 when virality is a thing and if you say the wrong thing and you're of a certain status that is the perfect combination of virality i don't think somebody would just suicide bomb their career to make a point or to be stubborn most of those people are just clearly not educated and that that's the biggest reason why i make this point is because if we show that person a little bit of grace and just educate them they'll know better for next time and then we won't be in this problem anymore and then we can all move on because worrying about it is just going to cause more problems anyway and why would you really want to spend your time worrying about something that you know you really don't care about at the end of the day You know, that that was like the main reason why I brought that up, because it's been a theme here lately where I see a lot of people worrying about things that really don't involve them and worrying about it to the extent of painting that person as a villain when they made a mistake and everybody makes mistakes. So giving that person a little bit of grace and and just showing them empathy and stuff and, and just mainly kindness when somebody is being rude and stuff and, you, and you're and you still kind about it, that's a strength. And it takes kindness to like filter through all the negativity. So I don't know. It's just a weird thing nowadays when people like to go online and be keyboard warriors and try to cancel people for no reason because they're bored. I feel like that's what it comes down to because otherwise they wouldn't worry about it. I know a lot of the older generation spends almost no time on social media in comparison to the younger generation. And that difference is is very large by the way, because I work with the older generation a lot. I'm in cellular sales, so I, I can get a gist of the <laughs> the you know, like like the imagine. older generation just yeah. not not up to date with technology in general. So i know those people are not going to start going online because they're bored and spreading stuff or trying to cancel people or starting petitions or whatever they're not going to do that because they don't care and not only that it's such a small problem in relation to the other things they could be spending their time and energy on i think that's the biggest thing too is like there's so many other things you could be focused on to actually make a real difference and you're worried about you know something somebody said in poor taste when they were clearly uneducated like
1: and the other thing is like it's not gonna matter in like a month, like somebody exactly. else,
0: or like, even three days, yeah yeah nobody's
1: right. gonna care, but that's um there's a few things you said, like uh the one you said about not knowing, I had to use this like in my own life and not to like try to like make myself like seem better or anything when I worked at this pawn shop, I probably wasn't uh I was like really stressed out, I didn't like my job, i fucking hated it, I hated working there, and the environment was really toxic, like we were always like arguing with each other, but not like in uh. Not like in a like about to fight way, just like every day there was an argument about a video game or you know sports or like it was just like dudes like arguing. It was like being in high school again, but it was always so heated and so tense, and everybody's trying to you know joke on somebody else, and everybody's not trying to be the butt of the joke. It was like a giant rotation. It was like working in a high school locker room. It was awful. <laughs> and I remember one time, one of the like my friends that I worked with at the time, he like he like unloaded on me with all this shit about you do this and you do that. And nobody ever wants to tell you because of this and because of that. And I'm like, well, how come you guys never said anything? They're like, well, you're just going to get mad. I was like, well, I might get mad, but like, how can you expect the behavior to change if you don't tell somebody they're doing something that's wrong? Like you can't not address it because if like, I can't read your mind. And like, I, like, I agree with you. There are certain times where, you know, you cross the line or where something's just too egregious, but if there's like somebody in your life, or um, even like you say about like if it's celebrities, like if somebody's saying something they like they shouldn't say or that is offensive or whatever, and you want to change that, the kindness part plays into that. Like you're never gonna change someone's mind by telling them they're fucking dumb. Or-
0: exactly. Yes. Because real quick, I'm gonna interject <laughs> and say, oh, if yeah. you are fighting some sort of negative thing that you've seen somebody do with more negativity, that person closes their ears immediately. And they will not listen. They do not care. They're just gonna fight back with more negativity. It doesn't work. Kindness is always the way to change shit. Keep going.
1: Yeah. And you're gonna force them. They're, they're literally gonna double down. They're gonna become even more ingrained in whatever yeah. idea or behavior. Like I like I'm bad about that. I have to watch that. I get real defensive. Uh so I know that better than anybody. And that's my thing. Like if you come at me, I'm gonna like I'm a big uh like back against the wall kind of like if you put me in a corner, bro. I'm I, I'm fighting. Like, I have no way out. And it's like, if you if you come at me, I'm going to come at you. But there's different ways to do it. And, you know, for sure, like, um you're never going to change someone's mind with the way they're doing it, right? And, like, all this cancel culture does, and it's on both sides, whether you're right or left, liberal, conservative, whatever. They both do it, and then they both yell at each other for doing it. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys are just fueling a fire for no yeah. reason other than, like, it's like they're keeping score, but it's like no one – no one cares. Like, there's no official score to this. No one's ever going to care about who did what first or who canceled who. First. Like, no one cares. And it, uh, it's a good point, like you said. You're never going to change somebody's mind by screaming at them and telling them how stupid they are for believing that. They're just going to double down, and they're just going to be like, well, why would I change? Anytime somebody has a problem with it, they're just rude to me, so why would like why would I even try to go to their side? It's like I said about being charitable. If you want to change – like. I've said this about debates and arguments. Debates and arguments really don't change somebody's mind. You're never going to forcefully change somebody's mind. You just have to try to give them different arguments or different perspectives or information and hope that they take something from that, maybe expand upon it themselves, and they'll have to change their own minds whenever they're ready. Like You're not going to change anyone's mind by tweeting at them. If you give them a bunch of information and maybe, like you said, be kind to them, or maybe not even be overly kind, just, like I said, be charitable. Just be like, hey uh, I saw you posted something. I don't really agree with that. Here's some things you might want to read. Maybe you learn something, maybe you don't, and maybe they do go down that road. And then they like, that's how I change my mind most of the time is I'll either ask somebody a question and see what they have to say and, you know, see whatever sources or links or articles or whatever. And I'll do my own research. And sometimes I change my opinion and sometimes I don't. And, um, yeah, there's this whole like fire with fire thing is never going to work. And the last thing I wanted to say was, um, I think you're right. A lot of people are bored nowadays. It's really sad. Like, people don't have hobbies. They think, like... They think watching TikTok is a hobby. They think, you know... Like, I would even say streaming is a way better hobby. Like, d- do something. Like, whether... It has to be productive. Maybe not creative, but like, you know... Like I said, I don't know, man. Like, start a garden. Fucking paint. I don't know. Build something. Uh, Like, work with some wood. I don't know. Find something that you can do that, you know... And it maybe it doesn't have to not be techno- technology related. It's just like you can't... People think posting on Twitter or Facebook or watching TikToks is like a hobby. Like, that's not a hobby. Like, you're... not I don't even want to say you're wasting time because, like, everybody wastes time at a certain point. But you're right. This boredom leads to just... Uh, I don't know. Brain worms is the best way I can put it. People just got a bunch of worms in their brain and they're like, I'm going to go sit on Twitter and argue with people for... Like, I used to do that in, like... Right after I graduated high school when I moved to Chicago, most of my day, if I wasn't working, would be spent like in Facebook comment sections, like arguing with people. And it was yeah. the biggest waste of time and it was so toxic and nothing ever came of it. So I definitely agree. Boredom leads to everybody feeling like they have a voice and like, you know, that's not like that's not the good, um what's that called? Like that's cathartic. Like you get out your thoughts, you get to yell at somebody. But it's like you said, you're just a keyboard warrior, you're not doing anything. It's like I said about yeah. Uh, people being upset about Roe v. Wade. You should be upset about Roe v. Wade. But sharing the same six posts that I see on my Facebook feed over and over and over isn't gonna do anything. Go to your local legislator. Start a start like a, a campaign. Get your community involved. Go actually make your voice heard instead of just complaining on the internet and being bored. Like go out there and and make it a reality. But I definitely agree, bro. The the boredom it leads to so many problems these days, and I get it. A lot of people are you know, struggling financially, you know, got tons of inflation, gas is up, rent is up. So I get it, but it's like, you can also, like, you can find things to do, bro. You can find things that are, you know, like starting a, like, even like a little house plant, you know, get a goldfish. I don't know, do something, but yeah, I feel it, bro.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, it's just like, especially when you get into those battles, it just becomes like an alpha versus alpha and there's no compromise at all so then it just literally escalates into some huge argument over you know whether pineapple belongs on pizza or not it's just it's literally ridiculous. like some of the things i see is, is insane and i think it it's not a certain group of people that has this issue but since statistically younger people are on social media i feel like that's the group that i'm kind of talking about but i, I see older generations on facebook too it's it's weird because i heart radio for some reason i still like their page and i see their posts and sometimes they'll post something about lizzo which i don't really listen to lizzo's music that much i think she's you know pretty i think she's
1: annoying (laughs) i'm sorry no
0: you're good i'm glad we're talking about this but like here's the thing even if you don't like her people literally like they posted a picture of her in a swimsuit and i i knew exactly the type oh, of yeah, comments i, don't I was going stuff. to i knew i knew exactly the type of comments i was going to see as soon as i tapped on it be like ew i don't want to see this cover up lizzo ew you should like post somebody else who actually looks like they belong in a bikini and it's just like i'm reading and i'm like holy cow you know and it's like the mindset existed before but social media exponentially um distributes that information and the mindsets of those people it's ridiculous
1: everybody thinks they have something worth sharing but i would also agree like those people that make those comments i think are the reason i find lizzo annoying is because she like She always has to like, I like do whatever you want. Be proud. I'm not like I don't I don't condone any of that. I just think she's annoying, like as a person. But I think a lot of people like that are annoying, uh, for a lot of different things. But I would also agree those people and those comments are the reason she's annoying to me. Because if she didn't have to do that every day, I wouldn't care and I wouldn't find her annoying. But I get it. It's like a, it's a cycle for sure. Yeah.
0: Which honestly, I don't know Lizzo and Lizzo doesn't know me. And her posting a picture in a bikini doesn't affect me at all. And I think that is good i think if she's confident and comfortable in her own skin then that that should be something everyone's allowed to do but it comes with a lot of hate and people thinking that whatever they're saying is actually going to change stuff when in reality the reality they're just on facebook typing on some yeah, sort of radio anything- page that she's literally never lizzo's never gonna go to iheartradio's facebook page and be like yeah uh, let me stop posting myself in a bikini because Edward fucking said so like, okay. I agree. And if
1: anything, <laughs> they're boosting her in the algorithm more exactly. people because yeah. you're commenting on it. I also want to say, just because I find her annoying, I don't think anything she's doing is wrong. And I also think it's great that she inspires people and helps like, that's great. So just in case there's any people like, oh, he's a hater. I'm, I might be a hater, but i have no issue with her i just find her annoying personally. Yeah. but and i that, think it's great but... to people find motivation from her like that's great that's awesome you should do that but it's like you said i don't know her i don't listen to her i don't i don't care do whatever you want yeah. listen to her like her instagram post of her in a bikini whatever you want um you did say something earlier that i forgot to say the whole thing about like uh oh if you don't agree with me don't talk to me i hate that more than anything it's like yes I mean, there are maybe, like, certain things you should not talk to a person over, but it's, like, people will do this over the most, like, small, minor issues of, like, if you don't agree with this, don't talk to me. And I get sometimes it's a meme, but for some people that's really true, and they, like, unfriend people. I'm like, jeez, man. Like, you don't care enough about that person to maybe, like, have a conversation with them. You're just going to give up. You just don't care. You're just going to live in this echo chamber where everybody you ever talk to... Like, I, I argue sometimes that some of the best friends I have, we, like... Not that we fight all the time, but, like, you should be friends with people who don't... Like, if you're friends with somebody that just loves everything the same as you, that's going to get boring. Like, you need to have somebody that pushes back or gives you a different angle or you can have conversations with. Like, there's tons of people I have conversations with where it's it's like a... I wouldn't even call it a debate. It's just like a conversation about, like, our differences. And we don't have to agree at the end of it. It's just both of us giving our take. I used to be in, like, a little group like that, little group chat where it was just, like... uh friendly like debates but yeah it's it it ends up like you said becoming like faction versus faction like everybody just wants to group up and like i don't know i call it larping like you got all these people larping about like tearing down society and burning it all to the ground i'm like you guys would be pissed if you couldn't go to starbucks and get on fucking tiktok like you want to burn society to the ground but then you're going to be really pissed off when you can't do anything like <laughs> you can't go do anything anymore like i don't know i'm i'm, I'm such like a out of the loop of our generation that i don't even know what people our age do like maybe go to the bar like let's say you if we tear down society there's no more edm festivals for brett you know yeah, that, that's exactly. gonna suck you're gonna be like damn i kind of kind of want those edm festivals back this this is kind of boring yeah. i always think about that in like uh, rick and morty when they go to like the mad max world and then uh <laughs> Rick like builds like all their stuff off of that green rock and they basically have like television and electricity and stuff and then he steals it and it's like they used to be in chaos they had all this and then they go back to chaos and they like they hate it it's like yeah bro it would suck but yeah everybody's larping on on twitter and online everybody just wants to I think bo Burnham said said it best when we were growing up as kids um they always told us like you're special you you have a voice you're a person not that that's bad, but they did it so much, and then social media came out, and everybody they were like, "Here you go, perform for each other all the time." Everybody has a voice. Everybody is a. Everybody is a somebody. Everybody can give their opinion, and I think uh, we're just too dumb in this day and age to really process. I don't think we're meant to, to handle all that information and all those opinions all the time, every day about everything. You know, like I think it's scientific, like you only remember like 150 people, like 150 names or something. So it's like people are seeing a thousand different stories in 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 a week. And that might be a low number, you know, maybe not stories, but like opinions and, and comments and takes. It's like it's an overload. That's why it doesn't work right now is because we're too dumb to handle it, in my yeah. opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you're trying to change something. It definitely has to be in a productive way. I know some people who just take it to the extreme, like, well, I tried that. It didn't work. Like, no, you tried it, but you didn't do it the most productive way that you could have did it and it didn't work because you took the risk of having it not work because you didn't do it right. You know, it's it's like that. So you gotta be practical about it. There shouldn't be participation trophies for you not doing any work at all. For you have sure. to do it you <laughs> have to do it right and it, and it has to be something that actually matters like and i'm not saying people don't matter i'm just saying when you're on facebook and you're you're talking about lizzo in a bikini like that shit is it does not fucking matter like go find something else to talk about and be productive about it you know it's just like we're worried about things that don't matter at the end of the day and we we should be focused on ourselves mainly and we should only interact with people whenever we have ourselves figured out i think that's the best way to end this episode anyway I normally do, um, like, a question, like a Q&A type thing. Do you have any specific questions for me at all? Or is there any final thoughts that you have for the uh, episode
1: today? Good question. Do I have a question? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one real quick. All right, I'm a big, like, um, like I'm not religious or anything. So, like, uh, I draw a lot of motivation from, like, art, movies, music, books. If there was, like, a... Not, not like a person, not something that's meant to be motivational, because I know you're into that content. Um, what's like something in your life that you always like go back? Like, do you have a favorite movie or a song or a book or something you always go back to, like when you're down and out? Like, is there something that always brings you back up?
0: That is a really good question. And I find comfort in a lot of older music for sure like i'll rediscover my love for certain music and the way that it made me feel the first time i ever heard it so if i am feeling down i'll I'll listen to some of that and that's mainly um like some older rock music that i used to like or or even some uh edm music but it's songs i haven't heard in a while so that that'll bring me comfort for sure but also that's 70 show for some reason that show is just a super comfort for me i've actually watched the entire um show like seasons one through eight or whatever it was like three whole times at this point because i love it so much that that's definitely my go-to show for comfort and like when i'm feeling down i can just lay in my bed and watch that and then maybe try again tomorrow and see See if I if i feel Dragon. better but yeah that's yeah. a good one i, I don't even do. know if it's still on netflix but that's that's my so. go-to for sure that show sure. is
1: hilarious though i've did i forget about that show that's uh, damn that took me back i'm like yeah that, yeah that show was funny i always forget about that one damn. I think they're
0: doing a reboot that 90s show um so I, I can't wait it's not gonna have the original cast unfortunately because of certain allegations uh but
1: yeah Yeah, that dude is a weirdo
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. i anyway that's that's my answer what, what about you
1: um I mean mine's kind of nerdy like uh uh if I really had to like narrow it down to like you said a couple like music's definitely a big one uh I wouldn't say anything particular maybe like some old green day stuff uh like American idiot is like I go to that album a lot just for a lot of different things um but my thing that really always picks me up is like batman bro like when I think about batman or I read his comics or I watch the movies whatever like the thing about Batman that always, like, brings me back is, like, uh, the whole point of Batman is to turn trauma into, like, something good, whether that's justice, whether it's, like, you know, uh, like, the there's a really good comic line of, like, um, I think it's All-Star Batman that, like, it really, like, he's about to get married, and, like, the whole point of this comic is to, like, take a different perspective of, like, can Batman even be happy? Because the... The core point of Batman is trauma and getting, like, if you've ever read a bunch of Batman comics, Batman gets his ass kicked so many times. He loses so many friends and, like, his, you know, little sidekicks and whatnot. Like, the whole point of Batman is pain and trauma and then being able to overcome that and then triumph again only to fall and lose and then triumph again so um yeah i tend to i say this a lot like as a nerd like i tend to like think of a lot like batman when i get down and out like what would like what would jesus do like no nah, what would batman do bro what would bruce wayne do right now like how would he how would he improve this um but yeah there's a lot of different like good batman takes and different renditions uh most of my comic collection is batman related because uh, i think he's dope Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, old, like, punk rock music, uh, like, um, dude, the Ramones, like, no FX, uh, there's this band called Turnstile, a lot of angry music is what, like, kind of gets me back, uh, Linkin Park, stuff like that, just, it makes me feel alive again, like, the, the anger and the rage of getting that out, like, that's something that, uh, always picks me up when I'm down, I'm like, well, let's... Let's just get angry about it and figure it out. Like, I don't know why, but that's my go-to is like get angry and figure it out. And usually I come back to baseline after that, so.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's good to hear, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Like I said earlier in the episode, if you haven't checked out our episode on just last week, which is Dave's podcast, go check that out. But if you've made it this far, I appreciate you checking out the episode on my podcast. Follow me on the Instagram. I'm starting to post some more clips on there. Uh, at bullish project follow my man Dave give him some love because me and him have been this is our second episode together but me and him have been talking back and forth about doing uh, more episodes and uh, this is actually our third episode total together Uh, we posted one joint episode that went on both of our podcasts originally we made one episode each for our podcast so go give him some love it would mean a lot to me he's a good friend of mine and until episode 21 Finally, be legal enough to drink on this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to get into that, but until next time, I'll see you later. Peace out.